Hello, everybody, and welcome to MGS, the movie and game show podcast where we talk about movies and we talk about games. My name is Dallin, and as always, I am joined by Scott. How are you? Good, good. I'm good because I'm not playing Final Fantasy 16 at the minute. Unbelievable, so, this guy. Uh, Unbe- I'm pretty, unbelievable. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so up and down on it. I'm so... Uh, yeah, sure. I, I'm like, not like week by week. Literally like night by night. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I start playing and I'm like, oh, this is so, this is so boring. This is, this is so boring. And then by the end of, like by the end of me playing it for like an hour, I'm like, Do you know what? This is actually getting pretty these, good. These, the, like the big set pieces are amazing. They are. Right? They are. I do like them. Like, yeah. Visually, I like them. And like, that was actually an aspect of what I thought was going to be quite boring. Like the fact that the summons were kind of like the, like the main plot of the well, game. And I actually like, anytime, I'm, 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 anytime the game's it. like, you're not going to believe the scale of the battles. I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's you're, good. You're playing as the big monsters from that are in five seconds of the other games. Yeah. Like in the battles or whatever. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like, you're the fire guy. There's the ice one. It's like, it's not, it sounds a bit shite. It sounds like they've run out of ideas, right? But that's actually really good. Yeah, and I, it is. I enjoy the plot with that, right? And it's kind of like, it's fun to like, oh, who's, which character's going to be this summon? And like, how do their personalities link up to like the abilities of mm-hmm, the summon? Mm-hmm. You know, are they, you know, are they like tight, the Titan guys? Like, oh, he's like a big angry one. And like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that's all cool. It's just like, I don't know. I just... It's just, it feels like we were just, we're getting somewhere with Final Fantasy. It feels like we were, like, 15, and it's like, that wasn't perfect, but I liked what they were doing with it, and then, like, 7 Remake is, like, obviously good because we're getting to see how that game is translated into, with more modern graphics, and how they translate that turn-based gameplay yeah. into real-time uh, combat, and, like, I think that they did a really good job of balancing those two things in that, and it was fun to see the characters in proper 3D and, like... I don't know. Like, it was enjoyable, even though you've played it before, right? Sure. Whereas this one, I just, I don't know, I'm just a bit like, this just feels like 13 again, but like, with, uh, with like Game of Thrones stuff, and it's, I don't know. I'm don't enjoying know. it much more than I did 7 Remake. Um, like, aside from the, it's that fun, was. it's fun to be in 7, like, Honestly, the minute-to-minute gameplay of Seven didn't really do it for me. I didn't care for the combat. I think the combat in Sixteen is is really really great. I have a you're lot just, of fun with you're it. You're just button mashing. You're just you're, you're doing just, it wrong, baby. <laughs> I know it's just like not oh, wrong. Yeah. L L two or R two square R two triangle, and then I swap to the other one. There's yeah. the wind one. R two <laughs> triangle, and then I swap to the next <laughs> elemental one, and I swap to the next. I swap back to the, like God of War. Like it's like. They're trying to do the God of War yeah. rune, runic attack yeah. things. And yeah. it's just like, I do those over and over again. And then that's the battle. That's, that's it. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. What, what, know, I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing is we never should have gone away from turn-based. Maybe not. Maybe not. And there, there's not even a party or anything. You don't even control anybody yeah. else in this one. Whereas in 7, at least you you control the other you could, characters yeah. and what they did. Yeah, you could. Which is, and that, you could pause mid-gameplay and like choose what you want to do. Yeah. Right? And that was... And like bringing a little bit of the turn-based stuff in, whereas here there's no party. You're not really like using anything other than a sword, so it's not even. It doesn't even really feel like an RPG. Sometimes it feels like just walking. Just your action game, yeah. Hitting square, walking down a corridor for yeah. That's that's fair. That's I don't know. It just feels. I'm like a lot of people like. Oh, would you like? Not everything needs to be open world, and it's like yeah, Yeah, I agree. But like, I I just I feel like 
but all like all the Final Fantasy games are open world. Like that's, they're all that's the like thing. There, there are certain like aspects uh, for you know twenty. 25 years that were mainstays right and so when those get stripped away to not have to just go oh now i'm in this place just click on the map go to this place click on the map go to this place right it does like it does feel disjointed because to me like a lot of the fun of the old final fantasy games is exploring that world map and like what's this weird place you go and you just get absolutely fucked by enemies that are 40 levels above you're like oh well when was the last time i saved beginning of the game cool guess that's me starting from the beginning like well maybe you shouldn't have been an idiot like (laughs) why do i have this memory card (laughs) i don't even need it uh yeah and i like i don't know i just yeah like like even like the best ones like seven and nine or whatever like people like those are they they're older and they don't maybe feel like they're open world games but they are they are yeah they're like they're about exploring the overworld map and like this game like does have more open areas but the thing is it's just not it's just not designed to be open world no it's not yeah it's 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 funny because people complain about like oh like breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom all the world is so empty like no it's not this one is empty it's not. this one is not. breath of the wild is designed to be open world and exploration is key in yeah. that one. whereas in this it's just like there's nothing there's, there's no joy three. in exploration here because it there's doesn't nothing. ever yield anything for you don't even want to i'm with you yeah slow and like tr- going through like conversations and it's just like i know going into a conversation what they're gonna say yeah like, that's I, true I, I that's just, true I, that's a good point i feel point. like yeah. i know what they're gonna say and i just if i can skip it i'll skip it yeah. and it's like I, I haven't really played enough of it to really like give a firm I'm you know yes or no on it um, but the fact that I, I haven't played will. it in about seven weeks I guess is telling so <laughs> I've played 15 hours that's probably which, twice as much as me <laughs> which on my thing it says it's over 60% through. Oh, wow, well, okay. On the, on the PS5 thing. But I'm not I'm not doing any... I've, yeah, I did some side things. You're like, no, nah, that's not happening. That's, I'm not doing that. It's like... It's, it's just got good... I don't know, it's just a bit mixed. It's got good elements. I like yeah. Clive. Clive's like, great. I like Clyde, Clive more than I like Noctis and Clyde. So, like... That's good. That's pretty. That's good. good. Not 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 too. Noctis bad, is yeah. pretty good. I, think, I like Noctis a lot. So he's got more. Uh, he's got more of a. I don't know. I feel like he's a more well-rounded character. He's also like like basing it off the principle of who would you want to have a pint with? Would I would would Clive be? He would be a laugh with. He would be. Drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like Noctis and Clyde, whiny, nah. isn't it? Just mopey. Yeah. And, and Clive's swearing away, which yeah, is good. He is. Uh, yeah. I like that. So I had uh, no idea about this going into this game and I was like oh Sky let's check out Final Fantasy 16 we're playing so I was like, I was like I, you go off to bed there well uh, what are you at the end of the room she's like oh fucking kill you I'm like oh alright let's go it's a, <laughs> let's it's be a done with it where you're in a brothel and they're just fucking people going out of it like, are there? yeah that's amazing <laughs> And then there's a joke of like they're like they're all standing around in a room and they're just listening to like the sounds of it in the next next room over or whatever like really awkwardly I'm like guys like, what are you doing Run. absolutely going to town on each other yeah that's great uh, so that's a bit different from Final that Fantasy. is different I don't, like I don't mind that but it is just Game of Thrones again. it is it is Game it's of Thrones kinda, it's Game of Thrones but not as good I don't I don't mind it either because Final Fantasy has always kind of been like. <laughs> the young adult fiction of major <laughs> game franchises <laughs> yeah. you know um and uh so it's a, it's fine it's fine uh, i'm a bit yeah i'm just a, i'm a bit like 
I'm looking forward to it being over. I'll say that's that. That's not a good way to think. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to like, feel that. Yeah. Maybe it's because Starfield's coming out and I'm a bit like, I would like to have it done by, I think I will. That's, that's not for like over a week now. So I will have enough time. That's okay. But I, I just, I don't know. And I was looking forward to it as well. Like I was yeah. like, cause I like Game of Thrones and I like Witcher and stuff. And mm-hmm. I like the last two Final Fantasies. So like, I was excited for this one. And it's just like, oh, I don't know, just a bit. I'm just not like looking forward to playing it every time I sit down to do it. Sure. But I feel like I need, I just need to get yeah. through this one. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? Yeah. Uh, but speaking of speaking of going at it, right? <laughs> we're t- <laughs> speaking of big round asses. I know. Right? I was I was watching <laughs> this movie. I was like, there's got to be some <laughs> memes that we can pull out of nothing here. <laughs> speaking of big fat. <laughs> big fat doinkers, right? We're talking about uh, James and the Giant Peach yes. today, which is a 1996 musical fantasy animated film directed by Henry Selleck, continuing our adventure on the Jordan Peele Henry Selleck cinematic universe. Based on the 1961 novel of the same name by uh, King Arthur Roald Dahl. <laughs> It was produced by Tim Burton and Denise Denovi and starred Paul Terry as James, who acted in one more thing after this. I know, and, is now a, and is now a maths teacher. I love that. Inspiring novelist I love that. in England. <laughs> good for him. Like, that's not for good me. For, good for Paul, yeah. yeah. Uh, the film is a combination of live action and stop motion animation, and it co stars Joanna Lumley and Miriam Margulis, who played Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker, uh, and Simon Callow, Richard Dreyfus, Susan Sarandon, Jade Levies, and David Thewlis. Who voice James's insect friends? Mm-hmm. A stacked, stacked, stacked. Pete Postlethwaite as well. Pete Postlethwaite, yes, indeed. Uh, so the film received positive reviews during its initial release, and although Roald Dahl refused numerous offers to have a film version of James and the Giant Peach produced during his lifetime, his widow, Licky, I love this, Liss, <laughs> Lissy, Lissy, Licky, L I C C Y, approved an offer to produce a live action version. She thinks that Roald would have been delighted with what they did with James. It is a wonder of a film. I love, I that. I love the, uh, that, like, that contract sound like two days after he dies. Like, <laughs> oh, finally. <laughs> finally, we're running out of, running out of money here. It's like, it's, like the, money. it's like the SpongeBob thing. The SpongeBob creators like, we'll never do a spinoff or any other version of SpongeBob. He dies. And like three months later, they're like, we're introducing SpongeBob 3D. And I was like, oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at what he thought about the other adaptations of Roald Dahl books, so uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the word, he, the word he likes to throw around is appalling when he <laughs> describes these films. Like films that are like universally loved yeah, by everybody. Thinks, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate uh, Factory, appalling. appalling. Witches, appalling. <laughs> People fucking love witches, right? Uh, but he liked, the, he liked the animated BFG. Um, I think the spirit of, just before I get on, I think the spirit of the book is in this film. Absolutely. I actually think... Yeah. I think he would have liked it, right? Uh, So, film aggregator Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a score of 91% based on reviews from 74 critics with an average score of 7.2 out of 10. The website's critical consensus states the arresting and dynamic visuals, offbeat details, and light-as-air storytelling make James and the Giant Peach solid family entertainment. It had a budget of $38 million and a box office of... Uh, 38 million. (laughs) million. (laughs) All right. And it is also a a blessed 79 minutes long. So, 
At Walt Disney Animated Studios in the early 1980s, John Raft tried to convince the staff to produce a film based on Roald Dahl's James and the Giant Peach, a book that enamored him with its liberating material ever since he first read it in third grade. However, Disney refused for reasons of a potentially expensive and difficult animation process and the source material's weird subject matter. Among the animators exposed to the book by Raft was Henry Selleck. Working hard. But working hard drawing, his, yeah. drawing people's elbows, drawing people's ne- knees. Yeah. And uh, things like that. He, he, while he enjoyed the book and thought about adapting it to screen for several years, he understood the obstacles doing, in doing so, such as the source material's dreamy nature, episodic structure, and the reputation of other dial books being so agit. I've copied and pasted this. Being so. so agitational. Is that a word? I would just, Confrontational yeah. is that what we're trying to say? Co- so, I would yeah, like, agitating? So, like, yeah. <laughs> so, some people, ba- the books were banned, right? In some places. So he's like, oh, right. I see. So Felicity Dahl, Roald Dahl's widow and executor of his estate, began offering film rights to the book in the summer of 1992. And when did Roald Dahl die? 91? <laughs> I think around 1991, yeah. So among those interested included Steven Spielberg and Danny DeVito. And of course, uh-huh. Matilda yes. had the same year as this, yes. 1986. Walt Disney Pictures acquired the film rights to the book from Dahl's Estate in 1992. Brian Rosen was hired as producer by Disney for his experience in animated projects like Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Good. Dennis Potter was hired to write a draft. Rosen described it as slightly black and bizarre, a tone Disney did not approve of, particularly with the sharks being Nazis, right? Once Potter died... Kerry Kirkpatrick and Bruce Joel Rubin came in to write separate drafts, of which Kirkpatrick was chosen. Unlike the novel, James's aunts are not killed by the rolling peach, <laughs> though his parents' deaths occur as in the novel, but follow him to New York. The character of the silkworm from the book was removed to not overload on the amount of characters to animate. Good. And in also in the book, her purpose was limited to what Miss Spider did in the film, which was to attach the peach to several seagulls during the shark chase. To write four songs for the movie, Selleck approached Elvis Costello, who showed no. an interest in doing the film. Unfortunately, Disney's, Disney's music division showed no interest in Costello. <laughs> One way street. <laughs> Their alarms went off, and they said, no, that's too weird, said Selleck. <laughs> that's, too, that's a step too far, is it? <laughs> Instead, we went to Old Faithful, Randy Newman. Yeah. Right? Uh, Old Faithful's right. Zalek said, I didn't want to use Randy, only because John Lasseter was already using him for Toy, Toy Story. Story. Um, so then he did the songs, uh, and you can feel it. You can feel in these songs, especially that, like... Uh, Newman-ass is, songs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I know. Before the start of the production, Disney and Selleck debated on whether the film should be live-action or stop-motion animated with the company skeptical of the stop-motion solution, probably because it took fucking eight Nine years to make years, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Selleck had originally planned James to be a live actor through the entire film, then later considered doing the whole film in stop-motion, but ultimately settled on the entirely live-action and entirely stop-motion sequences uh, being separate to keep the lower costs. The film begins with 20 minutes of live-action, but becomes stop-motion animation after James enters the peach, and then live-action again when he arrives in New York. Like the Wizard of Oz, the color palette changes when James enters the peach to indicate he has entered a magical setting from greys and greens to vibrant colors, which is good. Uh, as mentioned, it's of course adapted from Roald Dahl's book, who, while I recognize as a massive, massive anti-Semitic arsehole, right? 
I did love his books as a child. Sure. And this book. I mean, you and, and millions and millions of other people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I'm not special is what you're saying. No, I'm, no. I'm just. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, boy. Big boy over here. Yeah. Yeah. You're, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're not. You're nothing, nothing to be. Nothing, nothing remarkable. Right? <laughs> Alongside the twits, of course. Which. Uh, or is that. Or is that adaptation? The What's twits. That? Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing the twits? Who are we getting to play the twits in a, in a film? Uh, what do you think? Get back. Um, uh, what's their names? The uh, I can't remember their names. Sorry. <laughs> I think there's some <laughs> so one one of them Hollywood twins. Boingo Doingo. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, get. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Fat Walter from Tower of Terror. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from. Uh, sure. Um, Perfect. The tuxedo, Jackie Chan. The tuxedo. The tuxedo. <laughs> you probably love that. You've probably seen that about a dozen times. Saw it in the cinema. Oh How old was I then? Probably like ten. Seven. <laughs> Unbelievable! What a life! What I, a did, life. I did. I did. <laughs> oh boy, I've lived. I've lived, man. <laughs> Oh, he's away in Japan for six weeks. Nah, tuxedo when he was seven. Tuxedo. That was it. That was it. Uh, <laughs> so we've got the twits, right? <laughs> so Dal uh, was originally going to write about a giant cherry, but he changed it to James and the Giant Peach because Dal... It would look more like peach. an ass. I mean, ours, he loved a big old arse right in front of him. It's so big, you can take a bite out of yeah. it, right? So it's pretty, prettier, bigger, and squishier than a cherry. Which is good. I like that. I like that a lot. It's a giant uh, fruit. At what point? Like, oh, oh the ch- giant cherry is too far. It's too far. We. It's got to It's got to It's gotta, not as squishy. It's not as squishy as a peach. It's right? got. It's true. It's true. Peach, very soft. Uh, Dal dedicated the book to his six-year-old daughter Olivia, who died from complications of measles only a year after the book was published. Oh, that's quite right. sad. So perhaps uh, there's some inspiration in there. Yeah, it is sad. Uh, so, like all of Dal's books, there's of course a message of the world being shite. Right. <laughs> yeah. Grown ups being terrible. Yeah. Uh, but also that friends can be made in unusual places mm-hmm. from people that typically don't seem like friends. You get that with your books here. And the children and adults have the ability to change for the better, right? Uh, some differences again. So there's no shark in the book. Not like this metal fucking thing that's in this, right? Uh, instead of the skeletons, there's cloud people, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not in it. And they mentioned the silkworm. Uh, and then recently they had this weird um, <clears throat> thing with this and all of other Roald Dahl's books where they like chain- they censored them, I guess. Of course they did, yeah. Did you see this? And like, I kind of felt like it was like a bit of an outrage manufactured from nothing. Oh, this does, it sounds familiar actually. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go the on. the publishing company said they were going to change things that seemed outdated. And like, while I am for not being a dickhead... They just went ahead and published completely new versions of the books with all the stuff taken out. And I, I see. I just felt like it was like, I don't think liberal people were asking for that. And then it was just given an excuse for people on the other side to like to complain. Just pop like off, yeah. PC, PC run amok kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, some of the ones for James and the Giant Peach were just like, like, I don't know. It just, it takes, it, like, they've short, it's really like shortened sections of it. And it's really weird. And mm. like, it's, it's annoying for me because it puts me in the position where I'm like, 
I'm starting to sound like the arseholes that I don't like. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's like, it's putting me on one side when, when I don't agree with, right? Because, like, I don't know, put a little warning at the beginning. Put a warning, like, and it's like, I, I don't know, I feel like, you know, reading that with a kid, like, there's conversations to be had about, you know, important yeah, cultural contexts and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Point. And, and then if the book's already changed, then... You can't do that, right? Yeah. You, you can't do it. And like it's it's different. The- it's different from like, oh, we shouldn't have a you know a statue of Churchill, right? No, like that's no. that's a different thing. That is like glorifying someone yeah. who's done horrible things. This is just yeah. this is a work that someone created, and yeah, they're you know it's it's beloved and it's really good, but there's also things that need to be addressed and yeah. discussed. You don't need to pretend that they don't exist that's not helpful yeah yeah uh so one of an example from the wikipedia right is about so they change they change cloud men to cloud people uh, okay sure right? which uh, but i this i don't know it kind of feels like a bit of a satire on like this is what liberal people it feels like a joke to yeah it does yeah and so the original text is right there were caves everywhere running into the cloud and at the entrances to the caves the cloud men's wives were crouching over little stoves with their frying pans in their hands frying snowballs for their husband's suppers right which is like i don't know i guess they're annoyed they're they're changing that women are doing these traditional tasks sure. right is what they're running. so then they say this is the replacement and it's so much shorter there were houses everywhere running into the cloud is all it says that's it so not only that it's taken away like the image the of humanity what the scene, of what, what the, the people scene are, is yeah. like so i just i don't know i just yeah, I'm, about, I'm, like, I'm with you i don't like that yeah i don't agree with like there being horribly sexist books like created as like these great works of literature right yeah we should be able to like how about we give a talented writer a little pamphlet that they produce and it goes along with every book and it's like here's an analysis of what's what's outdated in this book right? yeah and then they can read that and then that's there's some education as well, not yeah. just like it's completely gone. I don't know. It just yeah, feels like a bit of it's a weird. It weird... is. It is like a couple of years ago. Like Justin Trudeau made a thing about someone said mankind. He's like, oh, we actually don't say mankind anymore. We say people kind. And it was this exact scenario where even like the left people were like, dude, you sound like such an idiot. Why would you? Care. Why would you yeah, say that? That's re- like yeah. we know what yeah. you mean. We know you're not yeah. trying to be a piece of shit when you say mankind. Like, yeah, yeah. anyway, it's like, anyway, are, like there's thousands of books that have inappropriate things. In yeah. Them, like right. class, classics and everything. Right. Like, yeah. Like even Shakespeare stuff. It's like, are we just going to, are we only going to sell Shakespeare plays that have been amended with like changes to right. text? Yeah. Cause like, I just, I don't know. I think it's the work, it's the work of like maybe adaptations of them or like different, different versions yes. to do that. that do exactly. that work to change things. Exactly. Yeah. But the text can just stay the way it is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you can put a note at the star or something and be like, some of this is a bit outdated, like they do on Disney with fucking Dumbo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Weird. Yeah, strange. Uh, which, which books did you like? Do you like any of these? You know what? He actually wasn't too big uh, in my childhood, at least. Like, I've read the movie ones, and that's pretty much about it. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it just... he. Yeah, wasn't was the same uh, phenomenon over here uh, yeah. as it was. I mean, we know the big ones, obviously, but uh, yeah, no, there were other children's authors that were much more prevalent 
um, like when I was when I was growing up. Um, yeah. Mm. I see. Uh, you got your BFG. BFG, red BFG, red both the. Or, or in uh, in France, uh, le BJJ. <laughs> Love a BJJ. <laughs> um, I remember when that the 2016 film came out, uh, the like live action one of that. It was the posters everywhere, and I was in um, the Netherlands, and it was like, it was like the CVG or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) This, this is, uh, this uh, is not a cultural touch. They're not the same ring, yeah. No, no. Um, Yeah, no, I liked, I read them all. Um, Yeah, James and John Peach and the Twits are probably my favorite ones. Um, But also, like, I was like a massive nerd as well, right? Like, at the point that, like, other people would have been reading, I was reading, like, uh, like C.S. Lewis and like Lloyd Alexander. You're reading, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're reading, you're reading your uh, your calculator instructions. Yeah, no, no, I was I was reading more into like uh, like high fantasy by the time such I was as, uh, by the time I was in like fourth and fifth grade. Such as this. Such as this, yes, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, absolutely. This is uh, this is Fellowship of the Ring. This one, 1996 edition, though. Great, fantastic! I just read. I was just, uh, I was just been reading uh, Lord of the Rings a little bit lately as well. That's really nice. Good. I might. That was just at my mom's house, and I might just start reading it. Good. Yeah, start flipping through it. Banger. What's, what's going on? What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, like BFG, good. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, good. Uh, what else I got? We got witches. Witches is very good, including the film. Seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Angelica Houston. Uh, what's that? Oh, this, this is a bit like at the end with the ants. It's a bit like the witches, isn't it? It's a bit uh, where they're they got wigs on. Right. Yeah. 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 Itchy scalp. Witches got itchy scalps. I also saw uh, a live stage version of witches one time, which is good. Oh, cool. Re- really sad, of course. Spoilers for that one. In the film, everything's alright at the end, but in the book. And this play version, the little boy stays as a mice forever. Good. Um, as but he should. They, they, they say at the end, because obviously he's with his granny, the, the, the mice doesn't have a long life expectancy. So it's like the granny is old, and they're basically like resigned to the fact that they're going to die together. And they're like, we need, we're going to just spend you know, the next two years... And that's gonna be it for us. Hmm. And it's actually it's re- being like grim. Eight, watching watching this play, yeah. like fucking hell. <laughs> me, me turned into my granny. Fucking hell, granny. <laughs> <laughs> you see you this? You see the granny? Yeah. <laughs> Thirty quid to see this. <laughs> so I, I've always been a big fan of them. They're you know they're, I, I I do think another like part of that sort of censorship thing is that they're kind of like I don't know. Maybe, like, there was more controversy around it before that they're a bit, like... They're kind of mean... There's kind of mean elements in them, and they're a bit like, yeah, the world is fucked up. And maybe that's why they were censored before all the stuff that I'm talking about. Sure. Like, countries, ba- countries banned them and things like that. Because they're, like... They're a bit, they're maybe scary or a bit unsettling for, like, younger sure. kids. Um, and I think that's kind of, like, why they were... Why you enjoyed them as well, or why I enjoyed them. It was, like, they weren't just, like cutesy kind of fun kids yeah, books yeah. they were like they had a bit more like edge to them which is maybe kind of interesting to read about little five year old uh, edgelord over here 
fringe. Yeah. My little, uh, <laughs> Heelys on. <laughs> Do you have a pair of Heelys? I've never owned Heelys. Never owned I know. Sure? It doesn't make Are any sure? sense. <laughs> How have I not? In fact, maybe right after we wrap up here, I'll head on out. You should go. You should go get some. <laughs> Going around your small Canadian town with your Heelys on. You, you can get you get from one end to the other on Heelys in about seven minutes. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> here he is. One there foot up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know people who cycle by cycle, but they're not holding the handlebars? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I, first can't, of all. I can't fathom it. I'm like, I try. But it feels I, really. It feels dangerous. It, it feels does really feel dangerous. dangerous. And they're just. It's usually like you see them right on their phone, like yeah, cycling along. How the fuck is that bike stand up? Do you think they just like kind of lean back and put like all the weight on the back tire so the front doesn't isn't really doing anything? They're not real. That's what I'm thinking. They're, they're just, just ghosts. They're just ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, and they died because because of that. Because of that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Six cents. Perfect, absolutely perfect film. Perfect film. <laughs> Literally, perfect film. top to bottom. Like I tell you, this, so in, in the last episode uh, that we did uh, the night before Christmas, I said that I just just started watching uh, *Change of the Giant Peach*, and I'd done about ten or fifteen minutes. So when I turn this on and I see I've got an hour five, I'm like, oh, this is this is great. Um, no, I. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love that you can see kind of the trajectory of Henry Selleck's career here. You can see a shift to where he has a bit more control over the art direction. Uh, and, you know, just, just you know, the, the film overall, have you know, I think it was produced by Tim Burton again, but... That just means yeah. he threw some money at it, and that's it, right? Um, you know, having a bit, a bit minute. more freedom to create and to kind of you know, flexes his own creativity, I think, um, worked wonders here. And there's many, many bits of this where you're like, I see how this leads to Coraline, ignoring what happens in between the two, right? Um, oh my. <laughs> I watched the trailer for that earlier. Monkey Bone, is that what it is? Yeah, Monkey Bone. Do you know, see, I watched the trailer for this one too. Fucking got What's This in it. In the trailer, like little, not the song, but like the orchestral bit of what's this? In James and the Giant Peach. In the trailer for it, yeah. Oh, weird. Honest to God, guys. Honest uh, to God. Uh, not a, even. A lawless time, Disney in the 90s. I know. And Alan, I, I can't remember what song it was, but I watched the Monkey Bone trailer, and that also had part of the score of Night Before Christmas in it as well. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? That's weird. It was like, yeah, I know. They're, they're, what are they doing over there? 2001 as well. Weird. Wow. Um, but no, I love this. Uh, if anything, it was a little short. Like I, I could have oh, used, so, so short. I could have used, uh, more at the end. Um, like a little more stop, a little more of the stop motion. Right. Um, because the end conflict with the rhino is so brief. And as a child, I remember there being more, uh, and it's just kind of yeah. done. And then you're on your way. But honestly, other than that, I think, the characters are great. I think the music is is fun, and I I think that uh, its messaging is really really good, and it's impactful. And there were one or two times that I felt quite emotional. And good little character um, arc for James. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, that's nice. Uh, I felt like it was quite brief as well. That was like as a child, you watch it and you think it's like this two and a half yeah, hour like, epic. Okay, yeah. we're with all these characters for ages, yeah. and it's like it's like they have that little like conflict with the centipede, right? Yeah. And it's it's like you said that you Centi- traveled centipedo. here, 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 yeah. and it's like. That happened like seven minutes ago. I like, know. <laughs> like, the, like you thought he was a completely different character. Yeah. yeah. Barely time, any time at all. Uh, whereas, like when you're younger, it's almost he feels like, oh, they're tra- they're traveling guys. They're yeah. traveling across the world. This is all three Lord of the Rings in one. In one. Uh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas feels like the right length. This feels too short. Not I agree, lot I like remarkably. I'm talking like seven or it's eight just minutes. Fast, isn't it? Like that's you're just not. Yeah. Just feels like you're not with you're not with them for very long, you know. You're just yeah. We kind of just get like we get like a a vignette with each of the we do insects, yeah. Except for the glowworm, Um, fucker, fucker, Jesus, (laughs) useless, whatever. Um, And then that's that's (laughs) that's kind of it, right? She was useless with the centipede kind of being (laughs) the one that gets the most screen time. But that's because he's the loudest and he's boisterous and stuff, right? He's a bit annoying, though. Yeah, he is. He's a bit annoying nowadays. And uh, what's his what? Bad news as well, old uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Exactly. I was like, bad news. We we don't we can't like him anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. Which is a weird turn for him because like in Jaws, he's like your like fun hippie guy as well. Mm -hmm. Like he's smart and he's like the one that you're like. Oh, you like cool guy that yeah. you like, you know. Here's yeah. the thing, right? Older actors out there, shut the hell up. I know. <laughs> Just I know. shut your mouths and then let your legacy remain the way that it is. Apart from Robert De Niro is okay. Yeah, seems He's to be good. okay. Harrison Ford's all right. Yeah. Uh, who else? Mark Hamill is he all right? He's great. Everybody, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, See, he's else? he's the opposite. Every time Mark Hamill says something, it's like, oh, you're that's like getting better. Actually, <laughs> I actually like you more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually like, yeah. Uh, who else? Who else have I got? No one. That's it. I've got nothing. That's it. All the olds. All the olds done. <laughs> See, because like other ones, like your your Clint Eastwood and your Michael Caine, like they're like stop like stop saying things. Yeah, exactly. Although like, although like. How much of that comes from like these ones being quite like conservative when they were younger as well, but like you didn't really know anything about yeah, them. Yeah, that's they, maybe true. They, yeah, they weren't as like you didn't get their opinions all the time, right? And obviously, you're watching the films when you're younger. And yeah, you're not seeing that side to them. Yeah. Um, whereas Michael Caine, massive like Tory, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why Christopher Nolan loves him. Probably, probably. <laughs> Got a notification yesterday. It was like Tana is now on Netflix. Just like. Nah, I'll just Cancel delete my super. Netflix actually. Cancel my subscription. Yeah. Sorry, actually, yeah, uh, I don't want you to get money while that's on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it too. I told you last week that video videos home from nursery school every every day or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe not every day. Maybe it's every week, once a week or something. And for me, the choices were Jungle Book and James and Jam Beach. God, God help my mum. Right. To that all the time. Yeah. So like, what you do, Dallin, So as once a week or whatever. Get your get your videotape. Walk home with mum, and then chip shops there. Go on mm, and get get mm-hmm. gravy chips in there. That's right? good. Sit, sit and watch the video while you're eating your gravy chips. That's that's a life. That's, that's a life. life um, that's a life for me. Yeah, say, in the I, film. I've seen this dozens dozens of times. It was one that like looking back, like I'm surprised that like my parents. And like it's weird. It's weird and it's dark, right? And um, it's one that I can see like. Ooh, that's, these ants are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know why. Uh, and there's even like there's even like uh, 
like grasshopper calls centipede an ass in it and uh i remember like having that in the film when i was young and being like i can't believe i'm allowed to watch this right um <laughs> me like great well that's over now let's just watch the shining yeah <laughs> right like after. finally yeah <laughs> three-year-old scott over. puts we that can stick in on, yeah. we can stick on halloween too yeah. right? silence of the lambs great double feature i, I was watching the video of halloween 2 I, I said it to you before where the, he he like professor loomis or whatever standing there like he shot michael a man comes out of the house does not know what's happening at all and he's like phone the police tell him i shot him <laughs> and he's like he's like oh trick-or-treaters have been they've been annoying me to death tonight and he's like you don't know what death is <laughs> like, so, so serious <laughs> this guy has no clue this guy doesn't know anyway me watching that when I'm seven. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> you don't know what death is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I think it's... It is. I think it's great. It's very good. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Um, little, little song's good. Little character's good. Um, and of course, you got your freaks, right? Oh, freaks are loads of them. For, so that's that's ticking all the boxes for yeah. me, right? Which, which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite freak? Um, I think my favorite freak is probably uh, Earthworm. So pathetic, so pathetic. Holy <laughs> shit! Just like a waste of skin. Unbelievable. <laughs> Should have been sucked out. Should have been bored. sucked out. An old, an old, I, an old professor, Professor Loop in there doing his voice. Just, he's he's great. Just, he's like, good. It's not dirt. But it's not bad. It's not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> He's like, I would have preferred shit, but. <laughs> Fucking love him. He's good. Grasshopper's good. Grasshopper's great. Very He's good. the relatable oh. one, isn't he? He's the he's the, uh, the the intellect and the musician, yeah. Little scene with the violin's good. That, great. That one of the best scenes in the movie, yeah. See, it's like when you're younger, you like the centipede, don't you? Like, yeah, oh, oh yeah, he's... he looks like a fucking potato now. Watching him, <laughs> like it's potato with legs. If, right? Now and you're watching, like, all right, shut the hell up, like shut the fuck <laughs> up. Do you need to joke? I did like that. Is he was smoking a cigar underwater though? That was funny. I I, I love that. We're, just, we're, we're underwater. Are we gonna act like it? Nah, that's too hard. Nah. That's too. That's, <laughs> that's too hard to do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Uh, you know I also I been rewatching Fraser again. Of uh, course. <laughs> Which is my favorite, which is my favorite TV show, of course. Um, and uh, Jane Levy's Daphne in this is the Ladybird. Oh uh, uh, yes, I, I, she was having a time of her life on this. Yeah, uh, having a good not time. Ladybird, yeah. Ladybird's good, uh, but then Glowworm just useless. Yeah. Makes his character useless. Hate her. Right. So, what's happening in the plot then? We mentioned this. I actually don't know if this is actually in the episode of the Nightmare Before Christmas or, or not, or if it was just us chatting before. But like I said, I completely forgot how much live action stuff there is in this movie. So, so this this thing starts off right, and I love the like the set design of this. I love the matte paintings. I love how intentionally you know camp it looks. But Scott, I'm yes. watching this on Disney Plus. I assume you are as well. 
How? No, because I d- remember last time I was like, oh, Coraline and Jim's in the Giant Peach, and they're all in Disney Plus. Not in the UK. Oh, that's apparently. right. That's right. So fucking nothing. I, I had to watch it somewhere else. Scott's yeah. over to the nursery home to buy borrow their VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I actually t- so, oh, oh, it. It's a, it's a Saturday night. At, it's about 1 a.m. I watched this, actually. Me knocking on the, me the nursery home door. Hello? Hello? <laughs> it is Sunday. Because, yeah. <laughs> sorry, you don't get that. Because, because my nursery school is in a church. So that's why it is Sunday. <laughs> you should be in here. Oh dear, dear. <laughs> this this live action stuff, just the film quality is so abhorrent. <laughs> it's shocking. It looks like it was filmed in no, 1950. No, no. On my version as well. I thought for some reason, I thought, right, this came out, you know, what, 27 years ago. I was like watching it. Is this a cam version? Is this a video <laughs> cam version? And I'm like, it cannot be. Surely they have had time to rip a DVD since then. It's got, right? It looks and then I, so shockingly I fast bad. Forwarded, fast forward to the stop motion bits. It's not as bad there. It's okay no. there. But the live action bits are terrible, right? So first of all, we start with these little bugs, little insect illustrations with the violin. At the I love it's it. So nice. Love it. It's uh, see, cool. this is already like, this feels like Coraline. Like some weird abstract thing in the song, yeah. It's a weird fairy, weird fairy tale. Yeah. So then we've got got James Henry Trotter, and he's on the fake beach with his fake parents, right? And he's throwing the stones. Uh, it's his birthday, and they're blowing out the fake candles, and it's his ideal life. It's great, right? And there's a cloud coming over, and oh no, this big rhino is coming down, right? Does it look good? Nah, no, it doesn't look good. But it doesn't matter. That's it doesn't matter. Right. Right? It's ninety six. Right? 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 So there's a rhino that is the clouds, and it's it fucking ganks his parents, right? Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now he lives with his aunt Sponge and his aunt Spiker, and you got your standard Cinderella going on here. How right? how uh, how much do you think when Henry Selleck went to do Coraline, and he was doing Fink and Forcible, and he looks back at these two yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, the template's already there, is it?" Coraline. I love <laughs> when he's doing a little song. I cannot uh, wait to watch Coraline. <laughs> also, these two. <laughs> Joanna Lumley and Miriam Margulis. Yes, good, good casting. Great double, cast. double, uh, double Harry Potter actors in this. There you go. Two of them. It's Joanna Lumley and Harry Potter. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's uh, oh, you, oh, what's his face? Grasshopper and uh, Miriam Margulis. So, who's Simon Callow in Harry Potter? No, no, no. no. It's uh, sorry, maybe. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the Earthworm. Earthworm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, God. I was about to, I was about to delete you, I know. like the Netflix out there. <laughs> it done. <laughs> uh, it shows how much I know about this film and Harry Potter, which I don't. <laughs> Are they English? Sprit. They're probably in it. <laughs> so, Professor Sprite. Yeah. Uh, so it's also a bit like the lighthouse because we did have a lighthouse, and yes. then this little hill looks like the lighthouse, doesn't it? And he's wheeling the wheel, he's wheelbarrowing around, right, getting the water and everything for them, right? And then we have uh, pesky bee. Yes. Right, slapped out on the butterfly. They're just fucking out of cunts, aren't they? These two. They're just like the worst people imaginable. I think <laughs> watching this movie now, I think this film is what taught me what empathy is. <laughs> because I'm watching this and I have like, you know that thing where it's like you've seen it a million times, but you don't really remember it. But then it's like just as the thing is about to happen, you re- like remember like, oh, I like 
I remember the, like the inflection of how they say this line or like when he grabs like the little bag of like crisps or whatever and takes it upstairs and makes it into like the 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 lantern right I just have like such a distinct memory of like thinking oh man like he has like shite but like every little thing that he has is like so important like his little man with little candle head and he's making the lantern and I just like had this like feeling come back of like when I was like seven or eight years old watching this and being like oh man like really understanding and feeling like how bad his life is and not just in the context of like I'm just like watching a film but like actually like thinking through it a little bit and it was just like a weird like flashback yeah. moment that I had where, was, where I was yeah. just oh wow yeah bad life his little packet of, little packet of crisps looks good as well little, yeah. it does yeah. it does um, so she's like she hits the butterfly she's like you wouldn't wouldn't want one of those nesting in your knickers that she says yeah uh, just just like everything that's like weird and bad about these people just yeah like, they perform so well, right? They're just like ridiculous. It's, pantomime it's really. Yeah, it's, it's, I was just about to say this really camp. Yeah, pantomime, yeah, and it's. Yeah. And I'm sure it's it's a fun thing to do as well. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then she does this little thing from the book, which is talks about her tummy. Yeah. And her her feet. You like you like those feet there? You into that? No, it's you not. Like that's not for me. That's t- not for tummy me. Tummy showing and everything. But I do. That? I do like how much. <laughs> how much dialogue in this you know movie what? is from the book like these little um yeah it's good these little monologues yeah so they're just fucking on at him and he's looking at his little travel books his parents and him were gonna go to new york mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. right? and they take it off him and like again the empathy thing you learned if your parents get killed by a rhino you don't bring it up all the time you don't right? just probably don't don't mention it right yeah uh so they call his dad foolish uh they never even saw that rhino coming. Yeah, because it was a fucking cloud love. Like it was like, yeah. So right? are are we meant are we meant to assume then that they died in like a car accident? Because that's <laughs> <laughs> like the car was called like the car was a, ri- the, a rhino. the rhino. Yeah, yeah. The rhino, or just like, like, like or like they got hit by a truck. Like something so much bigger than them that like and it, and it hit them from like side. You know, and it. I see. I don't think. Let me look up the book because I don't think the. I don't think. The rhino is in the book either, because I remember oh. like you know reading it and being like, oh, what are the differences? You know, where's where's this? So James Henry Totter is a boy who lives happily with his parents in a house by the sea. Uh, oh, okay. So when he's four years old, an oddly carnivorous raging rhinoceros escapes from the London Zoo and eats James's parents while they're on a shopping trip. Literally a rhino. Yeah. So so they just get eaten by a rhino. All right. I like the, I like my take a little bit more. If I'm but, being you know, honest, I, with you. I was thinking the same as you. It's like there's a lot of stuff that's like obviously very like metaphorical. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's traumatic, and this is how he's experiencing this yes. trauma. It's like it looks like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's like a big car, or they get fucking hit by a train. Or yeah. Something like exactly. That. And those are the those are the headlights, or you know, something. Like yeah. That, right? And so then when you when you dial that back to like what would a child be most afraid of, and like had and he maybe, gone to the zoo and saw the rhino, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's told them that's what it looked like because he's a kid and he sees things differently. Exactly. And now exactly. they're they're making fun of him. They're playing on his imagination. Like, yeah. Even toward, oh, the Rhine. Yeah. yeah. The Rhine. Yeah. Shit. Like that, right? yeah. I know. I know. So they rip up his little book, tell him to get back to work, and he's got he goes in, gets his fish heads for dinner, right? 
Uh, Gross. And they're just they're just such abusive assholes. They're, they're, they're like eating. Terrible. They're like, oh, that's all that was left. And he doesn't want it. And then they're at him for not being grateful for I what know. he's got. It's like, you got, you're so abusive right now, right? So, and then he's got his wee Tato crisps here. Yeah. Right? Which... Anyone here will know what Tato is. You got your you got your North Tato rivalry and your Southern Tato rivalry, right? <laughs> so you can look that up. And the North, the little Tato man is different on the Northern Irish crisps oh, wow. compared to the Southern wow. Irish crisps, right? Look at that. And I actually think a betrayer. I think the Southern Tato tastes better. Oh, so I'll cut that out. Don't worry. Sorry, I don't let anybody know. <laughs> <laughs> double, I I'll double I, the volume for that part so no one can miss it. I like. I like the look of the Northern Tato Man better. He's more iconic. That's telling, yeah. But I t- like taste the other one. You put the taste of that in the bu- Northern bag. Perfect. Mix them together. Perfect. That's unification. <laughs> um, that's all. We, that's all they've needed this whole time. I know. <laughs> Just put the crisps together. That's it. So he's got. He's eating a few wee crippies here, right? You know what I'm saying? He's eating those crippies up there. He's licking the bag, yeah. Them. Poor guy. Uh, looks out the window, and he has. You know, what, he shouldn't really be complaining because he does have. He has more room than fucking Harry Potter. He does have more room than Harry Potter. Like it looks Harry, just grim have, though, doesn't it? It's just horrible. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's good. Good design on this, right? And you got the good German expressionism kind of of these houses and things mm-hmm, as well. Like, mm-hmm. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas again. Uh, he's talking to the spider, his friend. He's a braver boy than I am, and you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. To the spider, letting it crawl all over his hand, right? Uh, it's like a black widow a little, as well. Know, Not literally, but so. yeah. Looks poisonous as hell. It does. It, does, <laughs> it doesn't look... When a spider is like black and white, yeah. like that, you don't want to touch that. Yeah. Right? Uh, so here's a song here about being called James. Love right? this. Love this song. It's very Randy Newman in there. Science. You can imagine Randy Newman singing this. Yeah. Like, My it sounds name like the, is James. The buzz like you're <laughs> one when he falls. Yeah. When he falls down. And a bird fly. <laughs> I don't want to do. My name is James. <laughs> How are you, James? Uh, you need to make that face, don't you? When you do it. <laughs> so, colors right. in his tato here. Colors in his weed. Shows a spider. His cake topper. It's quite sad, isn't it? It's yeah. quite sad, but all. Yeah. It's like it's only, it's his only friend. Uh, coloring in I did fl- I did also have a yeah. thing like I think um just looking at this kid I think like I could have passed for him as well when I was younger too so I thought maybe I related to that it does look like you yeah yeah, like you. yeah I know what you mean uh so coloring in his little travel thing mm-hmm. flying to New York makes a little paper lantern lets it go right his aunt it's really sad his aunt is just <laughs> in his room it's sad yeah his aunt's just in his room right for some reason to kill the spider yeah wake <laughs> so him what up are you doing in there? Yeah. what are you doing in there takes it outside and then fucking home alone's aunt sponge like spiders on her <laughs> spiker slaps her right in the face with the yeah edge, yeah she right? does you mean uh, the face alone, yes I did home alone's her uh, and then well, what I've written here goes to the bottom of the garden here with the spider, and then Pete Post Elsom is there <laughs> because that's on my phone corrected it to. Uh, he's there, and he has the lantern, and it's full of gl- green glowing crocodile tongues. Yeah, right. And they just look like fusilli. They do. They look like a little pasta. Yeah. Yeah, and then if he takes the he takes the marvelous things will happen, and he'll never be miserable again. See, right? Let me tell you, Scott. I love mm-hmm. this. 
I love that in 1996, we could have this movie that is wild and creative and fun and interesting and dark and sad. And we didn't need any explanation for this. It's just, it's just magic. And I think that's where like, when we get to the point where Selleck gets to do a Neil Gaiman book where that's like the perfect marriage of those two things. Right. Because I think Neil Gaiman excels at creating these dark fairy tales, right? That rely 100% on our ability to just go, okay, sure, I'll buy it, right? And yes. and I love that that's what this feels like. And, and James is all in. And I too, I'm like, alligator tongues? Sure, cool. Crocodile tongues, whatever he says? Sure, whatever. Let's go for it, right? And, and then that they actually just are for real magic and they have a real magic effect on the things around them. I think it's great. I absolutely love it. Good. Good. Yeah. It's got a creepy, creepy little eyes. Yeah. It changes to like a little milky eye yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, he says, be careful because they'll work on the first things that they touch. And then James. So don't let, don't let, let him get loose. What? <laughs> Clumsy falls, falls immediately. Eat shit and then, three seconds later, yeah. I know. They go off into the soil. So then him and the, his aunts see the peach on the tree. And they're like, go get the go get that peach, right? And then it's growing. Good good joke, good joke. It's growing. The boy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> good uh, squishy noises. Yes. When it's... When it's expanding here right and this you, this score as well is just like classic like yeah i love it i really really like it it's a, it's a juicy juicy peach right and it just doinks the tree down right like a big it's a big fat arse yeah right just yeah. <laughs> sitting in their garden right and they're like oh and they're just absolutely creaming themselves they are looking at this they right? are and then they decide, of course, as is, as is their characterization, to charge people to come and look at the peach, right? All boarded up and everything. Uh, just r- ruining everyone's fun. Like, there's a priest priest comes over, which is good. And he's like, they're like, oh, I'll have to charge you double, Father. And yeah. he's like, he's like, my God, God save forgive your soul you. Soul. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What's that? Like, actual, that's weird, yeah. I know, they're actual cunts here. They right? are. They're, just, they're horrible. Like, and he says, like, he says at the end of the first day, oh, he's all dressed up. Oh, Scott. And he's like, I, I was hoping to go and play with Scott, the children. And she's like, so sad. She's like, they're gone, but you can play with their garbage. <laughs> Unbelievable. And they even, they mentioned the rhino again here. I know. Fucking hell. And it's really it's horrible. He comes down, you know, all in his little, his tie little and his tie trousers on. and everything. And it's so sad. It is me. Your little, Mar- your little Mario tie. I know. I could have got you. But you didn't want to. I didn't want to. No, that's a Zelda looked, one. Looked a gift horse in the wife. <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, dear. So he's outside. Oh, poor kid. Little, there's one little crocodile tongue. He chases after it, and then he sticks his hand into the peach and eats it. For, like, he's like, like he's, he's like, I'm in. a fucker. He's, if I'm going out. I know, he's coming in. I'm going out swinging. Like, he, knows, he knows this is it, doesn't he? He can feel it. He's like, yeah, if I'm... I'm if gonna I, eat their peach. I'm dying. Right. I'm lying, man. If I'm dying, I'm taking a bite of this old peach. Lying, I'm Big dying. fist. Yeah. Big fist. Fist, fist in the peach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so then a crocodile tongue goes into the bit that he eats, 
uh, and then a hole opens up in the page and he crawls in and then you see his little silhouette he's changing into a little stop motion boy love it I would like love to say, it I've seen videos of what this looks like online uh, if anybody else has you can write in at mgspodcast at gmail.com uh, so he hears voices right and then he sees these giant bugs talking and they're good right that's good, great good that, right? great they're all they're they're quite a bit scary here because it's dark and their eyes are glowing but they're also afraid afraid of Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker as well I like that they're like they've been about you know they have like they have been seeing what's going on yeah. with the house and everything too right? and I like that I like uh, that there isn't this whole like oh uh, who are you uh, no they know well they're well aware of who he is and how how shite his life has been and they're on his side immediately yeah, great yeah. great so we have grasshopper centipede ladybird worm spider glowworm lazy lazy woman that one we don't like her not good she's yeah. the worst right. uh, and then you know what they're actually all a laugh like the worm is like He's, he's like, or sorry, centipedes. Someone is like, I think it's maybe grasshopper. I'm a vegetarian. And then the worm's like, I eat dirt. I eat dirt, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they decide to leave the hill. And we get the centipede doing a little song about being great in the city. Ladybird's just a laugh here. Right? We're all having a fucking laugh. She's right? good, yeah. That, that's the life for me, right? That's all going on. And Spiker and Sponge come out looking for them, and Centipede goes out to cut the peach off the tree with his horns or something, right? Which I guess would be his jaws in real life. I get, yeah, yeah. They'd be his, they're on top of his head, but they would be his teeth, he would assume, right? Yeah. Because it's always, it's like, how's that working? How's that working? Yeah. Dangerous. Like Coyote Peterson. Remember him? (laughs) Yeah. throws it on the floor stands on it <laughs> when was the last time you He's saw a centipede oh, I don't know do you remember I told you I know I used to live, you're gonna, that's why you mentioned yeah. <laughs> you've, you've activated my phrase and I know <laughs> my, my uh, that's like, like so would, you, would you kindly tell me about centipede squad? would you kindly yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see them more regularly. My my back garden out here at nighttime when the the sensor light comes on, you go out. It's always it feels like it's always full of bugs, and I've caught them doing something. It's like like they're like frozen when <laughs> the light comes on. <laughs> like the, the darkness is fine, but if somebody comes out, they have to stand still. Um, loads of loads of millipedes out there as well. Um, in the book, centipede, he's on about oh I have hundred legs. Only has forty two though. So yeah, liar. Liar in the book. Full of it. He's good in the book. He has a wee hat and he has wee like shoes on as well. He's quite cute in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the illustrations. Uh, so Peach breaks free, rolls down the hill, squishes the ants in their car. Right. This uh, is where they die in the book. They just that's just it. Die yeah, out. Yeah. Dead. Uh, I, do you know what the Peach? Uh, like it is. He's right about it being squishy, right? But it's all just also just like a fun image. Like it's fun to look at, right? It's like very colorful in yeah. this drab sort of world it's like an interesting it's like seeing a peach rolling down a fucking hill it's like a very unusual thing to look at yeah. and it works really well you know it really draws you to it um, I like as well that this little fence gets stuck in the I love it's it like the it's little, so good so good yeah around, uh, yeah that's good um, so they're at the sea now of course yes and they're just this looks away. great this looks great CGI water as well not uh, not claymation yeah it's pretty good it looks looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decide they're all going to go to New York, and they're all like, "This is this is class. I can't wait, James. I yeah. can't wait to go to New York. Right? 
And they're very good at like bigging them up. They like, are. They're, very, they like, are. they're good friends, aren't they? Him. Yeah. They're all having. They're all bickering back and forth, but they like him, and they like you know they treat him nicely. Yeah. yeah. Right. So centipede, he's like, I've sealed the five seas. I can get us there. Do- doesn't know a thing about anything. Right. Full. He's full of talk. This guy. And then James decides we should catch the seagulls and use them to fly there. And then they'll use the spider's web from the spider's little little bum hole, right? Yeah. And or shoulder, whatever you want to say. Or shoulder, whatever. <laughs> One of and those two. They'll wiggle the worm around as bait for the seagulls. I know. And I've also seen a video of this online too, right? Of people wiggling their worms around. Wiggling their worms around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big cowbell on the, on the worm. Where did they get that from? <laughs> Uh, oh dear! <laughs> and then they just get attacked by a giant mechanical shark for some reason. Um, because and see that's why a lot of this is just kind of symbolic. It's a bit like this is this is fear or something yeah. materialized into this thing, right? And it's making fish heads out of the fish that it eats, which is you know obviously like James doesn't like the fish heads at home, yeah. so here's yeah. that represented in his journey to like feel better about himself. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like this is where I'm like, there's literally no break from the last plot point because it's like we were worried about the seagulls, yeah, and now we've got this other thing over here. The right? moment, the second the, moment the later, seagulls are yeah. sorted, yeah. it's like Lord of the Rings. We've got the squid, right, to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what about two seconds later? The long we have dark. we have the troll to worry about, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have the troll to worry about a second later. It'll be a bit like that. Maybe we need like a little walk through the mines first before a little they bit. call it a mine. A mine. <laughs> so then they wiggle the worm around. They're they're wiggling the wiggling the worm around here, right? And they catch the seagulls, tie them on, uh, flies them up out of the water, shark launches a harpoon at the peach and they can't move. Centipedes down on the line. Oh help me, help me, oh, I gotta get it's sucked in, right? And then Spider hammers it out. And then the the thing, like the harpoon gets caught around it. I love the, jaws the way this looks, man. It. This is... And, and then it just explodes. This is, well, the explosion not, not. looks like shite. But the bit where it's like clipping off its teeth as it goes around, it's got remarkable, it's remarkable, it's good, it? unbelievable. But then it just explodes. It's just like, did we need to? Have- but then they put this, this Star here. Wars explosion over top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we get the centipede. He's all like, "Oh, it was all me doing this." And then the grasshopper's like, "Oh, well, everybody played their part, right?" But it's all quite wholesome, isn't it? Like James is like, they they love James. They're like, they oh, do. He's great. You did a great job. You came up with that. Um, so then they go off. And then the worm is just fucking worming here. He's worming around, yeah. He's worming around, yeah. <laughs> Bumps into James, tells him to stop worrying by looking at things from a different perspective. So this is one of these. He has a little scene with like a couple of them, and they all like they talk about what they what they're afraid of or something. And he he helps them through it, and they help him. And have we had good, it? have we had the joke with the worm about his brother? Because that's like the it's funniest thing in the whole movie. Yeah, I love that. And I got two half brothers. <laughs> I got two half brothers. <laughs> Perfect. Good. I love Good. it. Uh, so they're up in the teapot collides here. Yes. Right? And they're all hungry. Centipede is eating his cigar, which is funny. <laughs> and then he. He sees the worm as a hot dog, <laughs> talking, talking away, and then he's roasting. Seag- <laughs> <laughs> I'm roasting, <laughs> uh, and then the, the seagull uh, is a chicken. Yeah. He tries to eat it, 
And then Ladybird's like, perhaps I have a little bit of soda bread somewhere in here. <laughs> and, bike, and they're fighting over it and it falls off the side. And then, did Northern Irish people make this film? Because <laughs> Tato, Tato, and then a bit of the soda, soda bread. bread. Yeah. It's just like, those are staples, right? I mean, someone, maybe Scott's like, that's what I script. had for lunch. <laughs> Tato and soda bread together in a sandwich, right? Did, who wrote the film? Did it, who adopted this screenplay? Screenplay by Carrie Kirkpatrick. I read that name earlier. American. Jonathan Roberts. American. Shite. Right. Uh, appropriate. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, so James tells them uh, that they can't just, they can just fucking eat the peach, right? And like, does this look amazing? Does does this look like... The little, the little peach beers, man. Like, so good. It's not, it's not dirt. It's not bad. <laughs> right? So you got a little song here, and it, it's fucking delicious. The the gooey peach bits of the golden. I know. And the centipede's singing about food, right? And this is when you're a child, this is what you're like. You like this. We silly song, right? About yeah, like, eating, this is, eating maggots this is, and shite. But then he's also talking the, about eat, like being a cannibal as well, which is a you know a whole other thing that I guess we won't really go into too much. But centipedes do that. Centipedes yeah. they're cannibals. Eat their own kind. Eat everything, yeah. Carnivores, right? So th- this is this is your be your be our guest. This is right? literally, this is, yeah, yeah. Does it come with gravy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's in all the trailers. That bit. It's all yeah, the trailers. I yeah. I know, I know. And then the grasshopper just going at it with his feet on this. He is this mushing it. Yeah. Rather smelly jelly. Your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really good. Really, I would drink the shit out of that. Even though it's so funny, because like to be honest, like the song's kind of shite, but it's also kind of not at the same time. So like, fair enough. It's a banger as well, right? Uh, How you walk that line? (laughs) Yeah, it's. (laughs) I I wrote at the start and said it's like they're not even like songs in this. Like they're kind of just like (laughs) they're kind of just James. The James one is good. But the rest of them are just... They just kind of kind of talk, don't they? Like, they just, I like them, but they're not good. No, they're not. They're not. But, they're, yeah, they're fun. Um, so, like... They're, they're something, right. yeah. You have to hold your nose. Uh, so then we're all asleep now, and the spider is making a wee bed for James. That's cute. Uh, this is a good bit. I just got to go to Does it come with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're making a bed, right? Spider web, right? And this is their little scene talking about being alone and that the other other ones fear her, right? Yeah. Um, she's kind to him because he was kind to her first. Would would not sleep on a spider web. I'll tell you that. No. You that no too. thanks. No, would not be trusting this. Um so he has a little hungry caterpillar dream here, right? Where he's this, the peach. I forgot about this shocking scene. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Unbelievable! I so do remember being quite scared movie. of this as a kid. Like, Scaring why is why has the movie changed so drastically? What is going on? It, yeah. So he's eating the peach here, and Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spike are chase after him, and they look. They look she's made out of sponge in this. Yeah. You know? um, and then with the insect spray, right? And then the spray turns into a rhino, right? And gets him. Yeah. Uh, scary, right? Then wakes up, snowing now, right? Freezing their tits off in here. Uh, seagulls are all frozen. 
Like moving all stiff and everything, right? I'm literally sorry. Yeah. I've just realized because I was just wondering silently to myself. I was like, why is it Susan Sarandon who's the spider? Because she's married to fucking Chris Sarandon. That's why. Both in. Both in. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because it's, it's weird. I was like, just get a French person to do it. But It's a weird choice. Yeah. I, I just had this like, oh, all right. Got it. Go. Got it. Nepotism. Yeah. Nepotism Nep- nepo roll. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still together? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Big pause there. Tim Robbins. <laughs> Tim Robbins. My fave. Remember when he turned... They literally it- divorced in 1970. I know. I was like... That's change your fucking name. Weird. <laughs> maybe it's like, you're an actor. You can't change your yeah, name. Yeah, maybe. No one's going to know it. How many she had? One, two, five... Weird. Anyway. That's right. But, like, she's, you know, she's only, she got five husbands or whatever, but she's only had three kids, unlike fucking Robert De Niro over here. Like, he's, he's like the opposite. Seven, like, seven kids? Seven wives? <laughs> seven kids for seven wives, I know. For fuck's sake, right? Uh, so, we have... So, we're freezing their tits off. Speak, speaking of that. <laughs> speaking of Susan Sarandon. Freezing their tits off. Uh, and... Centipede. Uh, oh, sorry. Tra- they're trapped in the ice. Loads of loads of ships and stuff here, right? Centipede's asleep at the wheel, right? Uh, so they're all annoyed at him because he says he's traveled loads, but he's a he's a liar. He's an absolute liar. He is. Right? Shite. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, and obviously, like, as I said, it does work. It's okay. But what they're talking about, him lying about, was like seven minutes ago. I know, yeah. Right? It was like a very, very short time ago. We've had one night as well. Uh, way quicker than I remember when I was younger. Right. So then Grasshopper kicks him in the face. Okay. So they're all sad, right? And then Santa Centipede, Centipede decides to redeem himself by jumping Centipede. into the icy water to get a compass from one of the ships yeah. so they can get their way out. Great. And then James, James wants to help him. So then he goes with spider into the water and then you'd be dead in about a minute everyone you'd be dead in here right and I do you know what I like I like Susan Sarandon as a spider yeah I think I think she's good under, underrated yeah. she's maybe not one of my favourite ones but she gives a good little performance I think Car- she sells the character absolutely I yeah I think she's great what, what is she famous for stepmom <laughs> stepmom oh she's in she's in Rocky Horror Picture Show Thelma um, Louise. That's, that's probably, yeah. That's probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. yeah. Witches of Eastwick. Uh, Load of shite. Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your favorite film. Ah, she's in one with uh, uh, Jake Johnson there. Award. Dead Man Walking. Dead, dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking on the mile. Fellow Louise probably is. The, yeah, she's yeah. that's her biggest film. Yeah, do you know why it's weird? I I would not have thought she had separated. She's also going out with David Bowie at one point. Wow, look at her. Chris Sarandon. Like I feel like I just think of them synonymously. You know, like I don't. I never think. Yeah, they're separated. I I always just think they're together, but they literally haven't been together for forty four years. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> literally were together career. for like four yeah <laughs> yeah most of both of their careers they haven't been together yeah right okay so 
Anyway, where were we? Spider into the into the water. We're not going to pretend that it's water because it's too difficult. Fair enough. Scary, scary down here. Yeah. Right. And then we've got a ship with skeletons in it. A skeleton. A skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Jack. Which is here. which is already a reference enough. Just like I know, I know. <laughs> and then at one point he goes jackpot, jackpot. Which yeah. I think I think is another reference. Yeah. <laughs> so he said Jack and skeleton. In one second. And it's Jack right. Skellington. I don't know. Without his little pants on. Yeah. He's got no... He's got all, his little... No pirate his, Jack, his, yeah. His little boners hanging out here, right? Captain uh, Jack Skellington, yeah. Jack Skellington, yeah. So, he's like a genuine compass, right? And he's smoking underwater. I know, I love funny. it. I love it. So then, Jack grabs his braces. I should have won a belt! <laughs> <laughs> and then loads of other skeletons come out, including one that's like Donald Duck, right? Which is good. There's one that looks uh, like Goofy as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. The this whole crew. The whole crew's in. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, yeah. 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 Uh, so then loads of other skeletons come in, and they tie him to a rack. And he's like, they're going to cut me in half! <laughs> <laughs> right? And then Spider and James save him. They get the compass. and they're I like, I like the bit. Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, that one felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I've been, the oh, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Worse, good, worse, worse, good, worse, even worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, centipede. He's back. He's said back to fight them. Right, and you do. All right, okay. As we hat flips up, they think he's dead, but he's all right. He's, he's wearing fine. a pirate hat. Where's pirate hat? Uh, makes up with everyone, and then they navigate out of there. And even even Ladybird makes up with Spider. Maybe that maybe she's not so bad after all. Maybe I see. I I love that this movie. Like, of course, it's really short, so it doesn't really have the runtime for the oh he's lied about you know where he's been and stuff he doesn't really have the time to deal with it but i also like that he comes up and he just kind of was like ah you know what like i'm really sorry like i was pretty shite and i sorry know. mr grasshopper like i'm gonna own it and like let's just we're we're here and we're stuck and let's just like deal with it like you know adults and then move on a little bit and i think that's really nice i think that's great i think yep. It's so much better and more real than like bogging down the movie with a nonsense, you know? Fair enough, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So uh, I like this little bit. Centipede's all tired. This is great. This is great. I'd love a cup of coffee. This uh, this bit, and then the stars behind them, and all of it. Oh, fantastic! So Grasshopper comes up to do it instead, and then James is looking at the map, and then up at the seagulls, and he hears a little violin. How do you get to there? How do you get to this a little bit? You know, this is yeah. Like, uh, and then he talks about the music he plays when he's happy or sad. And James says he, he's like, I used to go into bed with my mummy and daddy when I was sad, which is is sad. Isn't it was it? sad. Like, yeah. It is yeah. Doesn't have that anymore. Just has his little potato pocket and his spider. Right. Um, has a little moment uh, uh, with each of the characters obviously here. So this is his little bit with the grasshopper trying yeah. to process kind of negative emotions in it which is good uh, and then we have another little song which is about appreciating James and what he's done they're fucking loving him they're build, building him up constantly uh, like sometimes you just need your wee guys to say they love you I know you just, yeah. need, you just need you just need your wee friends to say it right and love but they're all like, <laughs> the alarm's coming up it's all good right uh, world's spinning around uh and then that's us at New York now, right? We're just there. There we are, yeah. But then the rhino comes at them in the clouds, right? 
and James has more confidence, right, to protect his friends, and he confronts her. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> That's like good. That. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he's like thinking, "Oh, try looking at it another way, right? You're not even a real rhino. You're just smoking noise." So the little walkway like comes that. off. Yeah. Hit by lightning. The strings are cut off, and the bugs are on the strings, and they float away off somewhere. And then we cut to black, and then James is inside the peach. I, do you know I could I couldn't believe we're this quickly through it. It's like I know they're live live action again. And that and that was the thing. At this point, I was like, I could have done with like the rhino actually comes back and they have to deal with him another way or something like. That. But I I like I appreciate that you know the rhino represents his his trauma and he just has to be big and brave enough to stand up to it and realize yeah. that it is yeah. just smoke and noise and that you know he can over that said yeah a little bit more would have been nice would you have liked maybe we cut away from James for a bit and we're with the bugs on their own for a bit or something yeah. like, we need to get back to G- we need to get back to the peach or something yeah. like we're gonna do maybe it's like five minutes of that something uh, like that yeah so then uh there, crocodile comes out of him, back to a real boy again. Uh, goes to the goes out of the peach, top of the Empire State Building. Empire State of Mind, got here right. Yeah, that's right. Good little good little miniature set. The peach is leaking all over everyone. How the fuck would you get down from here? I know, right? What do you do? You get all the cranes in New York. <laughs> you mess with one of us. You, you mess, mess with, with all of us. Uh, <laughs> You get the biggest crane they have, which is bigger than the Empire State Building, right? Is that real? Is that, is that I'm real? sure it's not real. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely, it is 100% not real, right? Fucking a thousand feet. <laughs> a thousand feet crane. Uh, so he's getting rescued. Peach is getting taken down. Press is there, right? Uh, they're all, they're loving it, right? And then Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker are there, even though they lived in England and they traveled to America. But... They seem to have like swam or drove through the bottom of the ocean. I know. Yeah, they (laughs) love it. (laughs) Which you know, like that's quite impressive, actually. That's probably more difficult than. But the flying, yeah, yeah, because that's that's deep, isn't it? I know. Again, how does the water work? Because there's a little crab on her hand as well. But then, what if it was like? Do we have a sort of Gotham metropolis situation here, where it's like? It's actually just right next door. Across the across the lake, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, so then they say they're gonna teach him, take him in the peach back, but the cop, the cop's there and he's like, he's like what? And then James stands up and tells them that they're liars and they're horrible bastards, and tells them what the boys he actually says. He says that they're horrible bastards. Uh, so it's no one, no wonder you were younger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what size he saying that? And then he tells them the whole story about the bugs and the seagulls, and then they just go to fucking like ax him here, and it's like. Police, do you not want to like shoot them? Yeah, I know. Like, just, just yeah, that's it, right? You're trying to kill a child. I know. So you do nothing. Uh, and then the bugs come down from the seagulls. Centipede calls them old biddies, which I like. Yeah, like that. Uh, and then they lasso the ants up and spin them around in a spider web, and their wigs come off. It's fucking horrible. It's quite a lot, it's isn't it? Yeah, it mummified them. Yeah, right. And then they fucking drop them into a furnace or something afterwards. Like you're actually that's it. I'm, yeah, you're done now, right? So the press are loving her. They're like, oh, I guess gives a photo with you and all. All right. And James goes up and gives a photo, gives a photo with you. <laughs> so, <they said. laughs> so James goes up 
introduces the bugs, right? Share you get share the peaches with all the children, right? All Can children, we have a bite of children, your peach? It won't last all the, forever. All the children run in, right? And then the peach was eaten completely, and they all down to the pit. after in the stone, right? With all the all the insects, yeah. And then Pete 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 Postle Pete Postle posthumous way, yeah. He's there with a the crocodile tongue, right? And then big Randy Randy Newman finish yeah. to let us know all about the bugs. So then we have the centipede is going to be the mayor of New York, right? The grasshopper is going to play a violin concerto. The earthworm makes skin cream now. I don't like that. Put, That's you weird. You need to put cream on your worm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Dr. Ladybug delivers 1,000 1, baby. babies. <laughs> Spider just has a jazz club. Uh, that's great. Just, I love that. That's great. Good, yeah. Good. Good for her. And then Glowworm is the new Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to end. Just like Randy Newman singing about bugs or something. <laughs> singing about something. <laughs> and then the ladybug to live a thousand babies. The new Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and then there's a post credit uh, scene, Scott. Is there? There is. I didn't watch that. It's a little it's a little midway game. And someone comes in and puts a coin in the midway game, and the ants come down in their mummified versions on a little thing that spins around, and you gotta press the button and the rhino jabs them in their ass. And then That's good. That's a good game. And then it's done. The end. That's good. That's it. Uh, so Of course, foreshadowing James and the more giant peach. The more giant peach. James and the Great Glass Elevator. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the next roll down novel. Uh, there we are. <laughs> Duh, they've made three Willy Wonka films, but they, they haven't even wanted to touch that I second know. actual book. See, book that one I do remember trying to read when I was younger, but like, ah, this is actually a bit shite. Not <laughs> so. interested. Yeah, not interested in that at all. Uh, the Chocolate Factory is cool, but yeah. like, we've got Star Wars. So I know, cool. yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So, so far, our list of the Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele cinematic universe is number five, Us, number four, Nope, number three, The Nightmare Before Christmas, number two, Coraline, number one, Get Out. I put it below Nightmare Before Christmas. I do too. I think there are parts of this that, like, make it feel like a better movie. Um, I think we explore more characters, uh, and I think that's a bit more interesting. But, like I said before... Nightmare Before Christmas is the right length. This is too short, and because of that, I think it just falls a little bit flat. That said, I think it's an absolutely fantastic movie, um, and I really enjoy it. So, yes, it's good. just good. below Nightmare Before Christmas works great for me. You got your squishy part, Peach. Yeah. You got your, uh, your worm, your worm cream. Yeah. Got everything. It's not dirt. It's not dirt. <laughs> but it's not bad. <laughs> I will I will slot that into my phrases that I like to say. You know, like, good, great, can't wait. Good, good northern boy. Yeah, <laughs> the worm, the yeah. earthworm, right? See, they were in England because they're all they English, were. right? Yeah, from the centipede. Yeah, but he's putting the accent on. Well, and the spider, like, she's French. Uh, she's putting it on as well. She's yeah, she's faking, faking it. Uh, and that's it. That's James and the Giant Peach. Next time, or the next movie we're going to watch is uh, Monkey Bone, which. 
I honestly never even heard of in my life. But <laughs> the, the, it, I watched so I watched the trailer uh, where they're using Nightmare Before Christmas music. Um, Ten years is later, it? This is Halloween because uh, that would be funny. It's or is it, it just one of the be, score pieces? Yeah. I, I, I do you know what I think. Let's watch it. Let's let's look at the trailer after this. Okay. We'll okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I it looks bananas. Which is not... I didn't mean to make a pun there, but... I uh, <laughs> it looks... Do you know what it's about? I'll tell you. No. I imagine it's like you? a Roger Rabbit situation here. It's a bit like that. Do you mean no, I don't know what it's about, or no, I don't want you to tell me? No, 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 tell me. Yeah, that's fine. So, it's about um, a, crea- a, a guy who creates a cartoon called Monkey Bone, right? And then he gets into some accident where he's like in a coma or something. And then he's in the world of Monkey Bone and it's like stop motion then. But then somewhere along the way, the monkey like gets into real life and takes over his body and is like messing up his his world or something with his like girlfriend and everything. A real Wonder Woman 88 situation here. Seems like there's a lot of uh, bits and pieces Speaking of tits being frozen off or whatever again, it seems like there's there there might be nudity in this one. Wow, so shocking! Might get to see might get to see see some bits, some stop motion, <laughs> some stop motion bits, <laughs> <laughs> like Team America. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, that's that's interesting. We also have coming up at some point. We've got to play Burnout Revenge. We haven't done a PS2 episode in a while here. Um, been, look, been looking at it on eBay. So been, been looking there. Probably not the next episode, but uh, maybe after that. We'll, uh, we'll have Soon a look. Enough. Soon. Soon. That's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed what we have given to you today. Uh, if you, I certainly have. I have. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the podcast, please make sure that you are subscribed to it and that you can rank it on Spotify so that we can reach more, more lovely people just like yourself. And until the next week, we hope you have a good time. We'll see you then. See ya.